Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 170. Complaints about your sex life are clues about your sex life. Yes. Did we know this? This is valuable information. So I want you to take a minute to just stop and think and see if you can write down your top three complaints about your sex life, about intimacy. These might be ones that have been coming up often, right? Over the last several years. Maybe they are complaints that haven't been resolved. Maybe there's some new ones, but I bet they're going to be familiar. So take a minute and write down your top three complaints. Because what I'm hoping to do in this episode is give you a new way to look at complaints because most of the time, we're going to be complaining over and over and over again. And we will continue to look at the things that we're complaining about simply as problems. And when we get stuck in that trap, we won't know how to get out of it. We will know that we want things to be better and that we want things to improve. We just won't know how to go about it. So we will continue to complain. Now, it's totally natural to complain. It's totally natural to blame our spouse for what's happening in our sex life. It is just human to do those things. So make sure that if you find yourself complaining and blaming, not to get down on yourself, but it's just to have the awareness that we're doing it. But we What we want to do is start to say, you know what, if I'm complaining, there's a clue there. We don't have to look at complaints as only like, oh, here's this problem again, but that this is actually a clue. And so we want to start to have a little bit of a shift when these complaints come up. Because when we continue to just complain, we will actually get stuck. We will put ourselves in this trap where we stop making progress. And you know what? As humans, we don't like to be in this position of being stuck. It is very frustrating for us. We like to know that we are making progress and that we are moving forward, even if it's just a little bit. We do not like to stay stuck. And so when we start complaining, it's usually because we are stuck in some aspect of our lives. Our complaining often builds up over the years, because if we really knew how to solve the thing that we're complaining about, it would already be solved, right? And we wouldn't be complaining about it anymore. So I want you to just take a look at some of these complaints that you wrote down and ask yourself like, hey, are these the same complaints I had last year? Are they the same complaints I had three years ago, five years ago, 15 years ago? 
how many years have I been complaining about this problem? Because if I'm still complaining about them 15 years later, this is a problem that has not been solved. And a lot of times we will even go further down the trap and then just avoid looking at these challenges all together. So today is the day we're going to start looking at things a little bit different. We are going to look at these complaints as clues. Now, usually if we hear the word clue, our brain is going to become intrigued because that means, ooh, there's a mystery there. And so I want us to start to be able to look at some of these complaints as clues and that there's a mystery to be solved. There's something we need to investigate. Now, our brain will actually like this. Our brain likes things that are mysterious, things that invite us to inquire and to be inquisitive in a new way. Usually when we're complaining, it's the same thought that comes to our mind over and over because it's familiar. We're comfortable with the complaints. It's not new. That means there's no variety to it. There's no intrigue. But when we're able to say, what's the mystery behind this? What have I not explored? What needs to be investigated? All of a sudden, our brain's going to be like, whoa, I, this is different. I kind of like this. I like thinking about our challenges with intimacy as something that needs to be investigated by me. I'm going to become an investigator. And we can be the ones to initiate an investigation, right? We don't want it to linger around anymore. I'm sure most of us don't like complaining about the same problem for 15 years. That's going to feel very draining. And that means that that problem has been lingering in the back of our mind for all those years. It's taking up mental energy, which means it will be taking up emotional energy as well. So what we can do is as we start to look at it as clues, then we can shift the energy in our mind and in the way we feel. And that is going to feel very different. And the whole experience is going to be different. So what if we look at our complaints as a clue? That means that there is still more training to do. Wait, what? What is, what is Shelly talking about right now? A complaint is a clue that there's still more training to do. It goes back to what I said before. If we already had the skills and the training to solve the problem, we wouldn't still be complaining about it. It would already be taken care of. So that means we've got some work to do, some training. This is a whole different approach to the problems that we've had about intimacy and in our sex life is that we actually need to skill up. We need to do some training. And that means mentally, we need some mental training. We need to learn a skill that we have not had. I want us to take a moment to use this as a heightened level of self-awareness. This doesn't mean anything's wrong with us or that we're bad people or why haven't I done this yet? It's just insight. It's personal insight that, hey, right now is the perfect time for me to learn a new skill that I haven't learned yet because I've had the same challenge for 15 years. So I want you to look at your complaints as your unique 
clues as to how to resolve some of the problems. Your complaints are probably not going to be exactly the same as anyone else's. So it's unique. So pay attention and look at those complaints that you wrote down. Now, I want you to do a few things. I want you to increase the compassion that you have during this process, right? First for yourself, because sometimes we can get down on ourselves and say, oh my gosh, I haven't addressed this for so long. What's wrong with me? Why haven't I taken a closer look at this? Why haven't I actually done something about this? I've been avoiding it for so long. And just say, you know what? My my brain was just trying to protect me. I get it. It was doing its best. It was trying to do a good job. And thank your brain, right? Have a lot of compassion on yourself and say, but now I'm going to do something about it. Now is the time. Now is it's perfect for me to say I'm, I'm tired of the 15-year problem. This is also an invitation to have compassion on your spouse for their complaints. Think about this. We understand our own complaining, right? Because they are happening in our own brain. But our spouse is going through the same thing. If they are complaining about something, it's it's our opportunity to show a lot of compassion because they're also having a very human a very natural and normal experience, right? They're also lacking a skill that they don't have. If there is a problem that they're complaining about and they're complaining about it for the last five years, they don't have the skill that they need to actually solve that problem. And that probably feels very frustrating for them as well. There's no need to be mad at them because they don't know what skill perhaps they are missing. Most couples, when they come to me, they don't even realize what skill they are missing. And what they think they need is not what they need. And so this is probably going to be the case for both you and your spouse, right? Sometimes we think the problem is X. And so we need the solution for X. But usually when couples come to me, I'm like, actually, X is not the problem at all. It's something totally different, right? It's Z. And so we need the solution for Z. And they're like, what? We didn't know that. Okay, let's learn solution Z. And then they realize that solution Z is way more effective than what they were attempting to do. So this is a an opportunity for you to have compassion on yourself and on your spouse and just say, you know what, it's this is natural, this is normal, we just need a skill that we don't have yet. And so this is a very powerful word, the word yet. Because this, when we're able to use this word in our thinking and in our sentences, it brings a lot of hope like, oh, well, I was just missing that skill. And I can learn that skill. I just didn't have it yet. But once I learn it, things can get better. There is so much hope and relief in the word yet. So as you're thinking about these complaints and having a shift, use this word yet and say, that's okay. I don't have that skill yet, but I want to learn it. That is going to send your brain on a fun mission to become more curious and open to new skills, new learning. 
new ways of thinking. So really slow your brain down and try to be aware of the thoughts that you're having. And then increase that compassion for yourself and your spouse. Now, I have a few more steps for you. I want you to ask yourself, with each of the complaints you wrote down, what skill is needed for me to solve this? What skill am I missing? A lot of times it could be a communication skill. Most often, like 99% of the time, it's going to be a thinking skill. Do you know about critical thinking skills, right? Do you know what those are? Do you use them on a daily basis? Do you know the self-coaching model? Are you using it daily? Okay, if you're not answering yes to these, this is amazing news for you. (laughs) This is a skill for you to learn and it will make a huge impact in your life. I want to empower both you and your spouse on an individual level here and also as a couple. Adults are responsible legally to solve their own problems. They are not responsible for handing them over to other adults and saying, you do all the work of solving my problems. So if you don't have critical thinking skills, if you don't know the self-coaching model, it is time for you to learn that. Starting today, starting right now, and you can. The next thing I want you to do is really have a sense of encouragement and empowerment to learn the self-coaching model and to learn critical thinking skills. Thinking in this way is a skill, just like learning how to read a book learning how to write, learning how to use a computer for the first time, learning how to use your phone. It doesn't come naturally. You've got to learn it. It is a skill. And the self-coaching model just has five parts, five steps. Once you know them, you start using them, man, that's a game changer. It's a skill. It's a system. So start learning that today. If you don't know the self-coaching model, get on my website. Shelly.AndersonCoaching.com and sign up. Sign up for a course, sign up for one-on-one coaching with me. We need to get you this skill as soon as possible. It is vital. And the last step I want to challenge you with is to actually ask yourself a question. And this is going to be a question that may challenge you quite a bit. And that's the reason I'm going to throw this one in as very important for this week, because a lot of times when I get couples that are struggling with intimacy, one of the biggest things that comes up is frequency, right? How often is this couple being intimate? For the husband, the frequency seems too low, like it's not enough. And for the wife, it it seems like it's enough. In fact, it might be too much. And so... I want us to be able to challenge this a little bit. I want you to ask yourself this question and see where your brain goes. Pay attention to the thoughts that your brain brings to you on autopilot when you ask this mysterious question. Here it is. What if frequency is not actually the problem? Dun, dun, dun. What if frequency is not the real problem? 
your brain is going to be like, what? No, that is the problem. That has to be the problem. Pay attention. Ask yourself this question multiple times throughout this week and let yourself be challenged to really think about it and ponder on it. What if frequency is not the problem at all in any way, shape, or form? (laughs) This is what I love about life coaching, right? And when that stumps you, please get on my website and book a free discovery session with me and let's discuss. Because I promise you that is not the real problem, but we think it is, okay? So really allow yourself to be challenged by that this week. Now, please get on my website, get the skills that you need. I am here to help. This is what I do. I love doing this. I love teaching people these vital thinking skills. They are necessary. They are necessary for healthy relationships. All of you can get on my website and book a free one-hour discovery session with me. Let's do this. Let's talk about this. You will have a skill for life, for life, that will help you solve problems when you work with me. You will have this skill that will help you solve the current challenges you have now, and it will help solve the challenges, the old challenges that you're tired of having. It will help solve them. And you will gain the confidence that like, oh my gosh, this solved my old problems. And now I can use this skill and it can solve the any challenges that we get moving forward. It's going to solve my future problems too. Yes, I'm in. I want to know that. This is going to help you feel so confident in yourself, in your spouse, and in your marriage because you will have the skill and the ability to do this moving forward. You don't have to be afraid of problems anymore. You don't have to avoid them. You don't have to let them linger for five years, 15 years, 40 years. You don't have to do that. Learn these skills now so you don't have to carry around problems for 40 years. It's so much better. Not only will you feel better about your ability to solve problems, and not only will you feel better about your relationship, but you are going to start to feel better about sex. And hey, if you start to feel better about it, maybe you're going to start having it more. Wouldn't that solve for the frequency issue? Look how beautifully this works together. So this week, challenge yourself. Ask yourself those questions. Go through those steps that I gave you. And remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week.